Welcome back to Recap, the podcast where we cover the latest news featured on our social media pages. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters, and we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. I'm your host, Joshua Hyde, and with me today are Professor X. Several things he does for the Coincast team. I'll let him tell you about it. And we've got uh, our writer and host of Smart Politics, Anthony Arnold. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. We're here. That's all we can ask, isn't it? <laughs> I am still a, non, a non-title holding member of this team. That's rough, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> am I allowed to appoint my own name like Kobe decided Maybe. he was the Black Mamba? Did, Maybe. Didn't, you, didn't you try this before? Uh, you, were, you were the GOAT last time. That's true. Last time I was oh, the that, GOAT. That, that, is, that is very true. That's that true. Is very true. Well, I, I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think it, it it works unless someone else gives you the title. I, th- I think you have to. You you have to be given the title. Like I didn't make myself president. Hyde. You guys did. We yeah, but, make, Kobe, at, but Kobe said he was Black Mamba, and everybody agreed to it. Why can't I just like? But that's, that's because but he was Kobe. the operative. I say, I say operative word is everyone agreed. Well, this is bullying. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, with that out of the way, Alex. Professor X. We got some good news today, team. Oh. We're talking about unions. That's right. <laughs> we're talking about specifically union wins. Ooh. So as of uh, as of day of writing, uh, 16 individual Starbucks from across the country have chosen to unionize through nice. formal unionization votes. Nice. Successful unionization votes. Uh, additionally, we have one New York City Amazon warehouse won their uh, union vote by a, by a margin of about 5%, uh, 2,654 uh, votes in favor. So great work, guys. Keep up the good, like, keep up the fight. You're doing awesome because now we talk about bad stuff. So uh, in New York City, Amazon has filed a lawsuit to block the union vote and demand, basically demand a recount. Uh, The election was stolen. Uh, They've claimed uh, 25 objections um, uh, 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 and inappropriate uh, actions by the uh, NLRB, National Labor Relations Board, um, to which their lawyer have called uh, patently absurd. Uh, so, uh, additionally for Starbucks, uh, so in March, uh, Kevin Johnson, who is the former, who's the Starbucks CEO stepped down and Howard Schultz, the former Starbucks CEO, uh, has been named interim CEO until they form like do another election. So this is notable because Howard Schultz has a history of union busting, especially within Starbucks, um, which dates back to checks notes 1984 oh lord yeah so um one of the first actions uh that schultz announced upon um his upon being named interim ceo was he was canceling the plans to buy back 20 billion dollars of starbucks stock and has announced a change in strategy for dealing with unions perhaps those two are related Uh, And at a recent partner forum, Schultz said the following, and I quote, we can't ignore what is happening in the the country as it relates to companies throughout the country being assaulted in many ways by the threat of unionization. Assaulted Assaulted by the threat of unionization. Indeed, somehow employees 
exercising their constitutional right to organize is a threat to your core uh to the company yeah and you then have to wonder well what kind of shithole company are you running so yeah if people being allowed to talk is a a threat to how you run your business i feel oh, like that's a problem for your business 100 and for those listening um if you are considering looking at unionization um and you know talking about uh, even if it's not like a formal union vote, but talking, you know, and organizing with your coworkers to demand better things from leadership to become a more democratic institution and less of an authoritarian regime by management. Note that your, I say, your company can't stop you from talking about wages. It's a thing that you get to do. And if they have policies against it, it's illegal. And if they terminate for you, like terminate you for it, it's wrongful termination and you can sue their asses. Dude. So let me ask you guys about something about this, actually. this specific, there, there is one thing about I had actually heard about this. There is one thing that I thought was really strange about this story, right? And I actually, not that I think Amazon has any case here, obviously. So the, the organizers were handing out marijuana to workers after their shifts ended because it's legal in New York. Sure. And obviously, like, I mean, it's legal, I but mean, it's weird, right? Uh... They they said it was no worse than like handing out t-shirts, but I, uh, in the state of New York, yeah, that's that is correct. But I'm not asking whether or not you think it's legal, like the state. Like, <laughs> do we actually think that's like the same as handing out t-shirts I mean, um, in the we, state of New York? Yeah, live in, <laughs> we live in a nation where politicians have bought votes with like beer. So I don't think that's particularly problematic but i i can see why it might well but beer is legal everywhere whereas Uh, like most people are looking at the org like a lot of people are going to look and go like you are handing out a drug that is actually illegal in a fairly large number of places i mean that's nice i just think it's a weird i I thought it was a weird little detail it's a weird flex i yeah that's that's probably that's probably not what the state of new york intended for instance Definitely not. <laughs> Twitch, I'll respond. Twitch, I'll respond. Since when did the uh, intention of a law so, like, play any role in how and saying how it actually like does anything? So would people feel the same then about marijuana being handed out at polls? Oh hell yeah! Because that's because yeah. that because that's gonna like that's gonna happen and it's gonna be weird. Good. Any say <laughs> get, get more votes. <laughs> Yeah, or they I, might vote for the wrong person. <laughs> I mean, you, you do what you can. Like you do it. And say you, do, you say you do it after, and I say you you show me your voting sticker. I give you, uh, I say uh, two ounces of <laughs> marijuana. This this sounds like this is the best trade deal in history. Two ounces, of, two ounces of the stickiest of the sticky. I mean, <laughs> I mean that it's gonna like it's gonna it's gonna be weird. I just what I saw this, I was like, oh. This is going to be a tactic now. Yeah, huh. I'm I'm for it. Interesting. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go on like a, a small tangent here because I feel like it's relevant. Uh, it, it's this is this is uh, in relation to the statement that I made earlier. Me and my wife went on a trip to uh, West Virginia last weekend uh, since we were recording this, and where was like we went to several different museums because I'm always the kind of the kind of person who wants to like learn about historical events. Um, and one of the things I learned was that, uh, first off, uh, union busting and organization busting goes back a lot farther than I thought it did. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> but the, the thing that I actually learned that was the most interesting was that uh, one of the most notable people who, were, who was like the head of uh, like the railway organization in West Virginia stayed in his position of power, not only through his company, but also through some of the West Virginia legislation, because when votes were relevant, he would hand out like little bottles of, of liquor to people who exactly did what you said, or Alex, he would, he would be like, hey, did you vote for me? Here's some liquor. Hey, did you vote for me? Here's some liquor. And I'm just like, well, on one hand, I feel like that's genius. On the other hand, I feel like that probably shouldn't be allowed. Like, I don't uh, think it's illegal, but in my mind, it should be frowned upon. Well, I mean, as a, as a, as a note. Jokes aside, the, the, the organizers are probably setting themselves. Uh, if, that, if a person does that and then drives after what you gave them, you're going to destroy your labor movement. You should like you shouldn't do it because it's, it's still not legal to like drive under the influence. Um, uh, and you are probably opening yourself up to some liability if you hand out drugs and then they take them and then they drive away or whatever and get in a car accident and hurt somebody you're probably opening yourself up to liability. Yeah, but like um, why why it's not it's not his fault that they chose to do it and then drive, right? Like I would say this this is actually the issue because uh the follow up <laughs> response is great. So we so someone buys a gun from Walmart and all of a sudden we're just going to sue Walmart for uh for their activities with the gun. Because that's that's uh, the world that you that's the world like Walmart does not give the gun away to people. They have right. to purchase it. It is legal. They have. To, it is legal to purchase the gun. You are giving it away, which means you are assuming responsibility. I think if you are giving away the drug, I think you are probably assuming some degree of responsibility. I wonder. Say, These I, are just interesting things. But I say I, I don't. I say I don't. I'd have to look through the legal precedent, but I don't actually think this case holds merit. Like I don't uh, think this case holds merit. And I would say any labor movement would be better served to just avoid it. Oh, you're right. One hundred percent. I'm just saying that, like. Well, I mean, you might the publicity win, alone, just the publicity it. alone right. would be bad. Right, I It'll agree. But I just, yeah. I, I don't know that that we're such but, a like we're such an economically conservative country. I don't think that's a thing that's going to that shameless shameless plug here. Uh, while we're talking about union stuff, uh, you should go listen to the most recent episode of my show, Smart Politics, Josh. <laughs> if you want to hear about some some union madness, some labor uh, strike breaking madness, I have a story in there of uh, like over a thousand people being kidnapped in a well, union town. Say, they just got kidnapped and took like 400 miles away and dropped off in the middle of the day. Excellent. Uh, so while not, say, so one other comment on this, uh, on this story, uh, and while not nearly that extreme, um, Starbucks recent strategy for, um, for dealing with unions has uh, gone uh, per the NLRB uh, explicitly criminal. So they have been, uh, you know, say various uh, forms of uh, corporate retaliation against workers seeking to organize, uh, specifically the case of Layla Dalton, who I'm not going to go, in, I'm just going to name drop, and I'm not going to go into her full story because it's a whole trend report in and of itself. Um, but she was an outspoken leader at her Phoenix, at her Phoenix store. And um, she was intimidated by a manager to, uh, to, to just, say to quit. And when she refused, uh, she was eventually um, fired for texting her manager about the about the status of the store fired, texting her manager. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Layla, again, her name is Layla Dalton. Um, look her and say, look her up. She she sounds like a wonderful person. She does sound and like it definitely person. needed our support. So yes. 
Uh, that is my challenge to you, dear listener, <laughs> to go look her up and do with that what you will. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the poll. As I always say, our polls drop every Friday on our social media page. But this one, uh, this is actually just not going to be a, a standard poll question since we're going to be sort of doing an update on Ukraine later on. So I'm just going to, so this isn't on our page. This is just really for us. Um, so the question for, for, for this group of, of esteemed individuals. Um, esteemed, that's hilarious. Esteemed individuals. Uh, that's what we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is... So with the recent, as Russia has begun backing out of certain areas, uh, we are now sort of seeing the the full scale of the carnage that they that they've caused, and so there's just a number of revelations about what are very obviously war crimes. We found a, a mayor, along with her husband and kids, were like found in a very shallow grave where they're obviously been executed. We've heard radio chatter about Russian soldiers describing killing civilians. We've seen what appear to be similar to like mass graves. It's just obvious now that war crimes are just being committed on a unbelievable scale. So my question for this group, as long as Vladimir Putin remains in charge of Russia, should we ever resume normal trade with them? Or should we dedicate ourselves to destroying the Russian economy and its people until Vladimir Putin leaves? And I'll answer first because I said I was going to pop this one on you guys and I was going to answer first. So I'll give you guys a few minutes to think about it. I don't think we should. No. And I feel sorry for the Russian people in this scenario. Um, normally, I'm not the person to, to feel this sort of way. But uh, it is clear that Russia has decided on the path that I had sort of worried they would and had mentioned before, which is that they're just going to engage in uh, an attempt to kill as many innocent people as humanly possible as a, in, in an effort to win to win their war to now accomplish their smaller goals since they seem to have conceded that they can't conquer Ukraine. They're just going to try to conquer the smaller areas that, that they think they can basically everything other than Kiev and some other stuff. And that they're just willing to engage in uh, mass unrestrained, relatively unrestrained killing of civilians in order to get there. And I don't really know how you, and I don't really know how you can justify normalizing trade with their country. As long as he remains in charge, we are hoping for regime change. That's what we want to happen. We want to push Russian people to the point where they overthrow Vladimir Putin. That is absolutely what we want to happen at this point. And so, yeah, because I don't know how you can go back to normalizing trade while also continuing to support Ukraine. And Ukrainian people are going to want some sort of uh, recompense for everything that's happened. And I think we're probably going to take that, uh, take that as we can from 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 Russia. So that's sort of where I stand on it. Like I said, I think that as this has escalated. I think that's where we sort of ended up. So I'll go to you next, Alex. And we'll hop over to the Prez himself. Actually, I want to I want to go ahead oh, and exercise my presidential power. There it is. Right. The executive privilege at its finest. Sign an executive order. <laughs> um so when leading this great nation, it is important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to give him presidential speech right now. Um, I I think you're right. Like honestly, I I think the the biggest problem. Give me just a second. Hi, Mari Sue. Come over here, baby. Come on over here. We have an unexpected guest, everyone. Yes, there it you is. Do. Everybody, say hi to my my niece, Mari Sue. Hello. Look at this. And so, what are your no thoughts idea what's going on upon right. normalizing trade policy with Russia? With Putin's Russia, I suppose, specifically. 
<laughs> That's very insightful. Thank yes. you. Yes, absolutely. She has that a is, to say. That is a better insight than Lindsey Graham offers. And strangely, <laughs> that baby looks like Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Don't tell her mom that. I, I was going to say, she did not deserve that. <laughs> or No one Lindsay, deserves that. A baby looking like a baby is fine. Lindsey Graham looking like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now I do actually have work to do, so I I do I do need I do need to to have her go. But I I did want to. Nope, you can't press that, baby. That's my computer. (laughs) All right. So while Josh is uh, (laughs) uh, taking care of his uh, other duties, I'll I'll answer. Um, I I. I mean, yeah, probably. Um, so okay. I'm sorry. You you were. I didn't hear you. you were, I didn't realize you were started talking. Useful. Very observant, Mr. President. Um, but no. Uh, uh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I guess I gave up my chance, but you, you did. You seated yeah. the floor. Um, uh, the answer is uh, it's, you. Pro- you probably probably should. Um, as I have. I've stated before, other as uh, and uh, like others before me, uh, a threat to freedom anywhere is a threat to freedom everywhere, and yeah. uh, especially when Russia has uh, shown that it's uh, in collaboration with China is happy to just like uh, prop up and manufacture authoritarian regimes where wherever where wherever and whenever it can. Uh, yeah you just can't allow that to exist it's just bad like it's bad for it is bad for democratic society and free people everywhere you uh that and that and if that means that uh you just isolate you isolate uh, authoritarians to authoritarians are us uh, i guess that's the that's the play all right so this is uh effectively what i was gonna say so uh another small tangent here uh, for those of you who, well, all of you should be aware, we're all gamers in this in this group. Um, but one thing you may not know about me is that a lot of things that I play tend to happen around fighting games. I'm, I'm a fighting game enthusiast. Uh, and one of my favorite things that have ever, has ever existed in one of my favorite games that I play is called Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. We don't need to get into the nature of the game right now. However, if you're playing online and the game has found out that you cheated, or you've done something that you're not supposed to do, like you've modded the game or what have you, what they do is they have two separate like online systems. They have one for people who specifically do what you've done and they have one for everybody else. And so in my mind, if you are not going to abide by the rules of society, we should put you in, in the group. Of, the cheaters queue. Exactly. Like, right. So you just go there and that means you don't get to play with us. You don't get to you don't get to see what we're doing with our fun teams. You get to play around with all the people who are breaking the rules like you. And so, yes, because in my mind, Putin has shown that he's unwilling uh, to listen to reason. Um, I, I think it's about time that we yes, I, I'm sorry for the Russian people. In, in this in this situation but yeah i feel like we should at this point cut ties until we can either find another person who can start to fix the russia situation or until well no i, I don't think there's anything putin can do that would change change our mind on him i don't feel like putin is the answer i i feel like we we need someone else and i don't quite know exactly how to get them there but 
I know that we at this point need someone else. And uh, uh, right. just just as a note, I, I'll throw in this uh, throw in the caveats. Uh, yeah, this applies to China with the the like the Uyghur genocide. Um, this applies to uh, to the like this applies to Amazon for its uh, sh- say shitty working conditions. This applies to Best uh, sorry uh, not Best Buy. Um, uh, um, Hobby Lobby with their uh, with their family's rating of ancient artifacts. Um, you, yeah, you 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 abide. Let's say you abide by the rules, or you uh, you get stomped by 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 the by the people. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, I think this is all about correct. Um, and Francine asked about regime change in the chat, and I mean, yes, I think. No one wants to say regime change because they're afraid that might make Putin flip out and do something really wild. But I think it's yes. I mean, I think regime change is is the goal at this point. I just think everyone doesn't really want to say it. But I think it's very clear that that is what the Western that's what us and our Western allies want to happen at this point. I I would say that that's probably true across the board. Because it's not just it's bad enough that he's started the war in the first place. But then he has decided to prosecute the war in the most horrifying way possible. And those are two separate offenses. The first one is probably the first one is act probably forgivable, honestly. We forgave them for like what they did with Crimea. The first offense is probably forgivable in the eyes of the world. I'm not quite so positive the second one is as easily forgivable. Oh no, for sure not. That's sort of an impromptu impromptu poll question. I, I know that uh when when we had when we were putting this together, we we didn't really settle on a poll to use here because it would have just effectively detracted from the point. Um, but I, I think for this is such an odd situation. Like I, in some cases it feels kind of hard to cover because there are so many different ways that this can be viewed. And in my mind, none of them are positive. And the, the issue that I have often whenever we come to a topic like this is that I, I want to try to find usually like silver linings because there usually is one depending on what we're talking about. It feels like nothing good is happening here and nothing good's going to happen here until something drastic changes about the situation as a whole. And that's actually what we're afraid of because more drastic action is what we originally talked about leading to World War III. Right. Well, <laughs> so, I think there is a silver lining. In, in this so far the silver lining is that I, I i think due to the realities of like trade of global trade us and our ally countries had believed that we could pacify the world via trade that we could turn bad guys into good guys via trade and i'm not saying we're good in the sense that we're flawless i am saying clearly that like we are better than this there are scales there are levels to this shit like we are not that whatever our problems may be so i think the silver lining is i actually think a lot of the western world has been reminded of the thing they had forgotten after world war one and two which is that there actually are like horrifying despotic people running countries who want nothing more than to dominate rule and subjugate that is what they want and they are willing to pursue that goal at any expense. And no amount of trade policy is going to change that. It doesn't matter how much you regulate or normalize trade. It doesn't matter how many fancy dinners you have at EU cocktail, at EU events or cocktail parties. You are not going to turn Vladimir Putin to anything other than what he's always been. Like a monstrous man, hell-bent on world domination. That is what he is. And they have been reminded, like shockingly and brutally, that 
the stakes still exist just like they did in World Wars One and Two. And you need to come together and band together. Stop with some of your infighting. Stop all this bickering about like, like it's easy to bicker about, well, we don't want to be a part of the European Union, right? It's easy, Brexit, right? Brexit is like a low stakes thing that seems meaningless. Until you remember, the reason you built this thing is to stand together against that thing. That's the importance of staying with your allies, even when it's painful. It's because what what's on the other side is way the hell worse. So maybe clamp down a little bit of the like, Brexit is tyranny. No, that's tyranny. This is just trade. Calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I think you're right in in the sense that people haven't been reminded that this is still right. a problem. And hopefully this will help us. Help work. us and, and our European allies. Like, I think it's interesting. If you had to hold the Brexit vote again tomorrow, do we think they would be as willing to leave Brexit? Do you think they'd be as willing to leave? They'd be like, mm, I think we might just stick together with our, with our allies here, guys. Well, again, uh, I know we've joked about it before, but uh, you have to look at uh, European history and go, at what point did you think that, going, that doing it alone was going to be better? <laughs> Right, right. That's exactly it. Right. Like, you have forgotten why you banded together, and now you're being reminded, oh, yeah, like the bear, the historical bear is still out there in Russia being being a bear. Doing bear things. Doing bear things. I mean, I referenced this one time in our chat, right, where I was talking about Karl Marx. I was like, if you look at some of what Marx wrote, even like 1850s, he was like, the bear is a bear. The bear's been a bear for like 200 years, guys. It's just not going to change. Right. right. We got to figure out what to do around it because it, it is not something you can reason with. Right. Exactly. And I think that is a silver lining, actually. As crazy as it seems to sound to suggest that, like, uh, it's good that people have realized you can't reason with everybody. It probably is good. So it's like they say, like, you don't negotiate with terrorists. Like, you, Despite you, the fact that we negotiate with terrorists all the, the time. Fact that you, but, like, you shouldn't. <laughs> like, the point is, like, they're, you know they're going to blow you up, right? They're going to try to kill you first chance they get. So maybe don't invite them in. Don't invite the fox to the hen house. Nope. You, uh, you, 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 ex- you, you just execute. Yeah. Like you said, or like you guys said earlier, you isolate, you keep them, you keep them at arm's length and you let them suffer the consequences of like wanting to subjugate everybody around. We them. have determined that that's not a, a thing that we allow as a, as a world society right. anymore. You go back to where we were, like I said, I mean, post, you know, I mean, this is what led to, and yes, there's a risk of this. It led to some of the cold war stuff. I've obviously don't want people, I don't want us to turn to some of the cold war footing. But probably unavoidable at this point. I say it's not. I say it's not really a decision for for like for us to make. Right. Right. Uh, your I say, you, ah, my old nemesis. Consequences for my actions. Right. Right. Oh, that bridge I said I crossed when I came to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. You I say we told you if you declare war on on, on Ukraine, this is what's going to happen. And it's like, well, we don't believe you. Right. Okay. We have filed. I say we've filed for. We in Wyoming have filed for secession. We do not want to be part of this union anymore. Okay. You filled out the paperwork. <laughs> I guess you get to start dealing with the consequences. <laughs> yeah. All that. All like all the all the money like all the money that you get from the Fed. Nope. It's just gone now. What? We didn't. That's not what we. That's exactly what you signed up for. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, I don't know what you're gonna do for security. Like, I guess we can we can start doing raiding parties, I guess. You're a foreign country. Right. I mean, 
so yeah, I think I think that's a bit of a silver lining. Um, I, I think to some of what we had under President Trump, you know, there was a lot. Obviously, he was very anti-NATO, and I, I think that seemed low stakes to people at the time. If he if he does the anti-NATO rhetoric now, uh, next time around, assuming he's a nominee, I, I can imagine that debate going very differently oh, in, yeah. in a world where people are like, mm, NATO's not great or sometimes even good, but better than that. It has showed up here. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that's something. I, I guess there there was only real like I, I I'm really glad that we, we revisited this because given some of the new information that's come to light. And I, I will be the first to admit that a lot of the things going on over there have made me very angry and sad to read about. So I've, <laughs> in many situations, I have chosen not to, to read it for my own mental health. But I, I wonder, given some of these new things, if we feel, based on this new information, that there is now going to be a different answer i know that we had originally when we covered this we had a couple different ideas of where this could go and do we think it's going anywhere differently now so that's an interesting question russia's complete like military they're just disorganized as hell has meant that basically taking kiev is like off the table essentially so the ukrainians held out long enough that uh russia started resorting to war crimes which then triggered this really massive surge and basically i mean in gear like surging money and gear, that equipment has now just begun to functionally like destroy parts of like the Russian artillery situation. The thing that happened like is like the Western countries like here's a bunch of guns and shit. Like I don't know, fight because they showed they they showed they were willing to fight. This is like the opposite of what happened in Afghanistan, basically. Like when the Afghan army just laid down and died, like they just laid down and died in the face of the Taliban. Well. The Ukrainian army did not lay down and die. They chose to stand and risk getting slaughtered. And as a result, the Western countries are like, we're actually not going to let that happen, actually. So here we go. Go, go get them. So the Russian military has been pushed back into a much smaller objective now. The issue, I think, is still the same. I don't know how Putin justifies coming away with nothing. But as he gets more desperate, yes, there's a chance he just gets crazier about this. And the Ukrainian people are not going to concede any ground at this point i mean i think there's a reasonable chance that on the other side of this the ukrainian people the ukrainian leaders go you know what we want crimea back like not only do we not want you to take anything we want what you stole originally because if they have seen now that they can push the russian military back i mean why not go get what was once yours in the first place yeah why not like you're right there we're on the border of crimea we're already mobilized. We've already got the Western guns. We could literally just go take it. Probably, right? Like, probably could. With enough Western support, you you probably could get Crimea back, actually. But say, and in this essay, in this glorious, glorious post-war settlement, guess who gets to pay for it? Yeah. I mean, if there's some sort of agreement, I mean, what's the agreement going to be for the Ukrainian people? And, and so, yes, I do think the risk is still really high because Putin is just going to get increasingly desperate to come away with something, anything. He has to come away with some territory, at least if he unless he wants to really, you know, court the palace coup whirlwind. Homie, you are are getting ash. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if you, yeah. I mean, if you get a bunch of Russian soldiers killed and a bunch of your countrymen killed and your economy destroyed and you walk away with nothing, just a fistful of air. I mean, that's a lot even for him. uh, Even that that is like the classic, this is how authoritarians get get got scenario. Well, I think, I mean, just as a note, everything about this scenario is is basically a, and this is why authoritarian regimes are bad. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, so, um, 
I don't know if you guys have like, we haven't, uh, there are a bunch of reports that are coming out from uh, Russia and they're just like, we didn't expect this, the fighting to be the remotely this reciprocal. And it was like, really? Yep. Um, yeah, I think all of our gen- I say Putin, I don't remember. I, I'm not going to pull it up right now. Um, again, I don't trifle with bastards, but, uh, you know, Putin was like, ha- has fired, I say fired one of his, uh, military, um, uh, consultants because, uh, because, uh, um, you, be- you told me this was a good idea. And it's like, sir, I'm a yes man. I tell you what you want to hear that, that Ukraine just looks like really tasty. I-, I agree, sir. You should, you, why don't you take it? All right, great. I'll go take it. You didn't tell me it was poison. You didn't ask, sir. You said it was tasty. Who am I to tell you that it's poison? Yeah. I I mean, I actually, so I think a really good example of where this is, I I think actually the first Gulf War is a good sort of reference point here. So, So up until then, we had had not like a friendly relationship with Saddam, but like we had helped Saddam sort of rise in his rise to power. And then he tried to take Kuwait, and he thought he was just going to waltz into Kuwait, acquire a little land, be the end of it. And it turns out that the Western countries were like, no, we're not going to let that happen. But our relationship with Saddam never recovered. He never regained what he had lost in terms of status and stature. We were basically dedicated. This is why George Bush, this is why the second Bush was like, I'm going to go get that guy once and for all. That's why he decided to go get that guy, because people thought we should have got him at the Gulf War. We pushed him back to Iraq, and a lot of people thought we should have pushed all the way into Iraq and got Saddam. And that never really went away. The bad vibes he bought on his own country and his own regime, I mean, he never regained them. And that's what that's what Putin's facing. He's making the same mistake. And I think he, to your point, Alex, I think he looked at Afghanistan and thought, well, the Ukraine will be like Afghanistan, right? They got a weak leader. He's a TV star. Surely they'll just, they're not going to fight. What are they, fools? Well, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you you just you just tried you you brought war to a like you brought war to a peaceful people and uh, like yeah that has consequences yeah that has consequences so yeah to answer to answer your question man I think where the scenario where like Kiev is destroyed and burned to the ground is like largely off the table. But the scenario where Putin loses his mind at the end of all this and does something really dangerous is still very much in play. In fact, I think it's more likely now yes. um, than it was yes. previously, especially given that all of his attempted operations have gone yep. south in a major way. Yep. Um, I my only real concern is specifically like the 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 thing that's kind of concerned me the most is that I've I've heard lots of situations of like Russian infighting and several scenarios of uh, friendly fire on, you know, the Russian army upon itself, because obviously they're not exactly aligned in what is being requested of them. And so my, honestly, my heart just goes out to the Russian people because it's not their fault, but obviously they have to pay the price. I think that sucks, man. Just as, as a person who is just a civilian in a society, like I would hate to be that. Uh, Well, so I say, uh, and as a, as a, just a couple of notes there. Uh, yeah. Um, I think a big thing for what's going, um, for Ukraine's defense, uh, ironically is, uh, the Russian soldiers and just being like, yeah, we're not, we're not about this. This is, we, we refuse or, and if we don't actually, you know, we don't actively refuse, we're going to like soft refuse, or we're going to, we're just going to undermine efforts whenever possible. That's our, that's our second baby setting today. That is our second oh, no. baby setting. Um, 
Hey Munchkin. Uh, <laughs> the, what um, is this? Uh, another portion that I, uh, I want to talk about is um, <laughs> I'm completely lost. I, the babies have invaded the show. They have. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, it's their show now. Their show now. Uh, right. So that was the other point. Uh, and then, as far as, and then uh, the they have they have been deemed the Putin generation because mm-hmm. the only leader that they have known is Putin. So this is like a large of uh, like a large amount of just young people. Um, and they've just uh, they've just opted to vote with their feet. And Russia has seen a mass exodus of uh, of people just leaving just leaving the country to. Uh, I would let's say like to, to say to, to Turkey and other Eastern European uh, countries and just being like, yeah, we're not, we're not about this. Yep. Well, that's good yeah. to hear. No, yeah, that is, is true. Like, obviously like this isn't everyone. And obviously this isn't everyone who like even just disagrees with Putin. This is, just, or, or with his current set of actions, but it, it, it's not nothing. And it's worth noting. It's absolutely worth noting. And I think, I feel like, I feel like that's a good, that's a good recap of, of the, situation so far so i think that's probably a good place to end it i would just say for for i one i i want to go ahead and start doing this because i I don't think i've done this enough uh for all of the people who like listen this far into the episode to like hear the ending part of it thank you like you guys are awesome and you're the reason why we do this uh because this a lot of this really doesn't happen without you guys listening at home and obviously without you guys here with me on the show so just like thank you uh i i don't believe this would be nearly as successful if it was just me doing what this originally was <laughs> so i i very much appreciate having you guys's thoughts uh you guys's kind of mental energies with me because while we do agree we often find different paths to the same solution which i think is really cool so with that with all that being said uh, this podcast has been brought to you in part by Yak Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and of course, Pointcast News. To listen to any of our other podcasts, please go visit our website at pointcast.news, or you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook for more podcasts, articles, and we didn't exactly cover a poll today, but normally, polls on Fridays. Thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you all at home for listening. We will see you next time. Josh, out.